Yo, what up, people? It's your boy, Trav Dave. I'm back, needle to the groove. I know it's been a good minute, but um, we got a good reason to be back right now, man. Um, before we get started, man, I got to say rest in peace to my guy, Buka. Um, I had him on an episode uh, uh, a couple episodes ago, man. He passed away recently, so I want to send my condolences to his family and to his friends. Uh, shout out to Jay Rawls, man. You know, um, Buka, you will be missed. Um, so I wanted to get that out the way. Um, today's guest, to, man, listen, I, I'm going to tell y'all, today's guest, yeah. she was like 12, 13, nigga, like tearing down clubs before y'all niggas was even able to get in the clubs, bro. <laughs> she was tearing down teen clubs. We used to have to pack her up in the truck, be with her moms, be with O-Sharp. Man, taking her to the club, helping her set up, and she would literally tear down the clubs early. I'm talking about before Serato's, nigga. <laughs> like, this nigga was getting busy, man. And watching her grow and watching her move to different cities and make these connections and become this, in my eyes, a mogul, you know what I'm saying? Just a, a creative mogul, man. It's been a pleasure to watch. I've always been a fan, always had my support. I, I mean, many, many, many hours arguing about music back and forth when she was younger, <laughs> you know, and to watch her grow from her elevation has been just a, a blessing, man, especially somebody from home, um, you know, uh, Columbus, Ohio, man, especially making it and really making it in the music industry. Um, we have tons and tons of talented people, but actually like trying and then having to drive and having to focus to make it and get in the industry and not just get there, like really be impactful and, you know, really make all these moves that, you know, really in fact impacted music. Um, you know, she's been a part of a lot of things, man. So um, one time, please give it up for DJ Ashkash. Wow, Trav, that was such a great intro. <laughs> like, damn, I was like, yeah, okay. Dog, like, Thanks, man. no doubt, like, for real, like, you was a kid, kid. Like, not I like a I'm a, like, a 17, 18-year-old. No, you was, like, yeah, 8th grade, 7th grade. Like Yeah, not for real. I seen, um, oh, at a Seminoles. I don't even know if that's still a team. Seminoles, like, base, no, not baseball, football league, um, like, banquet or some shit. And I was just like, dang, I want to do that. And I was like, shit, come over here and do it. I was just <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, 11, 12, for sure. So, um, my first question I ask all my guests is, out of everything creative that you can do, why DJing? Um, I don't know. Uh, it, well, it's a lot of reasons, honestly. Um, shit. I think what it really, it's such a weird story. So, what it really started was... I just always been like I just love music so much and I love movies a lot and I love music that's in, in movies so dope, dope. that was like one of the things and then my mom just being a young mom been doing hair shows and shit and then having to go to O or Wiz to get the mix done for the hair show and like seeing that process at a super early age and I'm like man this shit is tight as hell like what the fuck and then also listening to the radio and hearing a DJ on the radio like damn I want to do that I remember just riding 
like after my mom got off and just listening to like whatever mix show was on at that time every day like damn i want to do that and then seeing oh at the seminoles banquet like damn i get to see the person doing it i want to do it and he's like come do it i'm like right now he's like right now and i'm like dang okay that <laughs> that was that <laughs> and ever since then like you really been like yeah and then also too off the record, on the record, my cousin is Bow Wow, so I was like, I need to do something. He's doing shit. I want to do it. And it's like, what do I do? I'm not a rapper. That's not really my thing. Mm, yes. No. So I'm like, what else can I do? And I was just like, I'm going to be a DJ. This is what I'm going to do. Where, um, what side of town did you grow up on? Um, South Side, uh, off Livingston and Bedford. Okay, okay, so you are, you're a real Southside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Livingston and Bedford. Shout out to all my niggas on 22nd, you know? Whoa, yeah. You, you know, Studer, Ohio, you know, you know, champion, the whole, you know. But then when we got some money, we moved to the east side, and I stayed in Berwick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you got both sides. Yeah, I'm like an east side, got... south side okay. type, type vibes. So you, you, still got, you still got ties to the south side, though. Like, For sure, yeah. yeah. That's where my ghetto stuff come from. And then, you know, my little bougie <laughs> side come from the east side. Okay, okay, okay. What was your childhood like? Like, I know, like, you know, I know Mom Dukes, um, uh-huh. you know, and I know she, the music is in her DNA, like, uh-huh, so I know uh-huh. she passed it down to you. So, but how was your childhood? Um, my childhood, like, it was pretty. Like I said my mom was young, so it was just like a lot of a lot of hip hop, a lot of R and B, like good shit though. Like, you know, a lot of Mary, a lot of Jay Z, a lot of old school hip hop too. Um, I would think I would get my like, uh, maybe like funk and stuff like that from my grandma, but like. Anything that was cracking, my mom was buying CDs or tapes, and I was listening to it. And then she also just had, like, cool-ass friends, like O-Sharp and Wiz and a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people that just was, like, around that. That was her homies. And I'm just like, this is tight as fuck. And who is this? And, oh, I like this song, and this is a sample. I heard the original before I heard the, you know, it's like, damn, oh, this song is from that? Okay, so... That was just kind of like my childhood. And then, you know, my mom is a hairdresser. My grandmother's a hairdresser and a barber. My grandfather's a barber. So I just grew up. I was a shop kid. So I was always constantly in a shop. So that was kind of like my childhood. So I kind of was being nosy, listening to conversations and shit. And just around, (laughs) you know, around women and stuff like that. And barbershop talk and, you know, talking about music, talking about politics and shit like that. So that's kind of like what my childhood was. It was like... Hairdressers, barbers, and drug dealers. Yeah. That was like my childhood. Especially if you're from the South Side, that really yeah, makes sense. That was that was it. <laughs> so I know um what like what was like the first album that you bought with your own money or first C D or that you can remember like with your own I got money. it I actually got in trouble. I used to go to well, I forgot the name of this some Christian school, private school I I started off going like maybe like first or second grade. And um, my mom bought me the Timberland and Magoo cassette. Yes, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, damn, Timberland Magoo was like one of my favorite rappers. The bird is a word. I don't know why I gravitated towards that, but Timberland and Magoo, that was my shit. Like, I don't know. Like, that whole Virginia sound was like, I love Missy too, but like, Timberland and Magoo was my first, like, cassette I bought and I brought it to school and I, I got in trouble for bringing it to school because <laughs> it was parental advisory mind you I went to this Christian school so he's like yo what's up with this and I'm like my mom let me this is this my mom gave me this what right, you talking right. about like <laughs> we good so right. 
That so, was like my first one. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I I definitely remember when I dropped. Like I said, rest in peace, Magoo, man. That sound was so new and so foreign. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying especially Timberland production. You yep. know, we we really didn't know what we was getting, and then you know, obviously it became what it became. Um, what was the first piece of like DJ equipment that you got? So a funny story, like I said, it, well, I went through like a phase. I'm like, I didn't know what I, I know I wanted to do something musically, but I didn't know exactly what it was. So I thought I wanted to play drums. Eh, that wasn't it. Thought My grandma was like, oh, let's go to piano. Yeah, had a drum kit. Yeah, a drum kit. I'm like, eh, that's not it. And then we did a piano lesson. I'm like, this is boring as fuck. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, thank you, but this is whack. Then I'm like, all right, maybe I want to play guitar. And I'm like, this is too fucking complicated. These fucking chords and yeah, shit. I don't like this. This is like a lot. It, what I want to play is not coming out. Like, I don't, I don't know about this. So then I got the DJ in the box where it's like these plastic fucking turntables. <laughs> this mixer and it came with like these vinyls like two random vinyls and i just that's all i have for like a week and then i was like okay this is it i like this this is it and then i think this is i don't know if this was before i think this was after oh put me in the fucking fire it was like here just do it and i was like oh shit and i actually did it and i liked it my grandma like are you sure because we did all this other shit <laughs> <laughs> and, and you ain't like it and you got me spending my money my mom my grandma was my uh was my financial advisor she would make sure whatever i was trying to do she was like all right let's You're try it yeah i'm like <laughs> shit let's get it so we went to guitar center and got or it may have been sam ash and got dj in the box and it was just like a, it was two turntables i don't even think it came with needles it was two turntables and like a a mixer but i remember the turntables were blue and it was like plastic and I, I, it wasn't that bad but it was like you would touch it and it would it would immediately jump oh my god but she's like you gonna practice on this shit until we get some techniques first so wait wait um did you ever go to like o's house and practice or yes <laughs> yes so so once I, once I, I, I was so curious, right? Because like we was talking about, Mike, man, we both know DJ O Sharp. We both love you, but Jesus Christ, man. So I was, I was like back at. So it was, so I'm gonna tell you a story. So it was between O's house and Wiz house. So Wiz house was the cool house. So Wiz house, he was smoking weed. He <laughs> <laughs> was vibes over there. I was like, damn, this is cool. You know, say he had the dogs and shit. It was a whole. It was like more relaxed. When I went to O's house. It was. I'm going to the basement. Yes. There. These are. These are the two records. You're gonna go back and forth. Yes. With these two records <laughs> for an hour, and we're gonna lock them on the lock. He ain't locked me in the basement, but he pretty much locked me in the basement. But I appreciated. I loved it. But it was just like, dang. Yeah. I kind of. I cannot switch songs. No. No, no. no drinking. No drinking. No, no smoking. No. None of, none of that. He's upstairs. <laughs> he did not play that shit. Man, he's upstairs reading the Quran. I don't yes. know. <laughs> like, I'm, while I'm in the basement. Trying to figure this out, and this is like literally two records back to back. It's like, can I switch the record? I'm like, yeah, look, can I switch the records? No, <laughs> Just keep going, keep switch, keep going between those two records. Whether it's scratching, whether it's blending, whether it's cutting, whatever the fuck, you're gonna stick to these two records for this whole hour. So I would go to O's house. I would go to O's house a lot though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, you know, watching, being a person that like most people know, you know, I used to carry his crates and all that stuff, man. So watching how he worked i knew like you was his protege sort of you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying and i knew like you know when i met your moms and them you know what I'm saying like oh yeah you know i i do what she do so when it was like the first time like you like dj'd in front of people what was that like damn um it's 
been so many times. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, like, like, was there, like, a school function or, where, like, um, because, like we said in the intro, like, you was DJing in the clubs and you had to I be think, 13. I think, so. I think what it was was I wasn't even doing, like, my own sets at first. I think I would just, like, get on old set or even DJ Drew. I would get on Drew sets, too. Shout out to Drew. Like, I would, he would, like, let me go there. And then I think, I don't know, maybe, like, a skate ring DJ. I don't know. But it was, like. I would get on people's sets first. And like, all right, let me see how you do. Yeah. And then I think my first sets. And then they would throw me in the fire. Like, my mom and, oh, they was sick with it. They would be like, <laughs> oh, you're going to do this uh, um, your festival. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. You're going to do juice teeth. Like, hold on, wait a minute. What the fuck? Like, I just. I want to go play, nigga. Yeah, I want to play, like, DJ. Yeah, damn. Like, I got a DJ in front of all these people. So I think that's also what, like, gave me my confidence early. It was just like, here, go now. Just go. And I'm like, I ain't have time to be like. Scared, scared or nervous it's like you know you going tomorrow and this is what it is you gonna get you a fit and you gonna go and i'm like dang man but i feel like my first like my event that i did where i was like kind of nervous that i can remember off the off the top was juneteenth in franklin park and they had me on that stage and i'm like in front of everybody in front of everybody i'm like <laughs> fuck bro but i did good but it was just like damn man that's like my first taste of like a big crowd and like they waiting yeah. They waiting. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. First, because first you're a little kid, and then you really DJing, and like, Juneteenth, especially back then, like, yeah. everybody came out, like, it was the thing to it do. It was the so. thing, and I'm like, dang, they coming to see me. I'm setting up. Oh, help me set up, and I'm like, he looking like, don't fuck up. <laughs> you better not fuck up. I'm like, ah, shit. And that was all vinyl, right? It was all vinyl, yep. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, the vinyl just being doing that, and then yeah, vinyl was a different type of beast because then you couldn't see in the dark. So if you did DJ, I remember so doing like that type of stuff, like the Juneteenth and little doing like the festivals and stuff like that, and then. I found my confidence and I, I I found I was comfortable like I could do this, this uh, got yeah. this so then I then I think I started getting my own gigs so I started doing club gigs like you were saying earlier like I started doing club gigs but I didn't start off at teen clubs I went straight to the club and it would be like my mom would have to walk me in yeah and they would she'd be like we'd be like okay she's DJing they'd be like what and they like yeah so they like all right she can't drink I'm like nigga she's not going to drink bro like so it'll be that and my mom would just be there in the sitting in the booth with me and that's what we would do and at the end of the night whoever was hosting be like yeah by the way uh she's 12 and y'all been rocking all night like, damn so yeah. <clears throat> that's how it, that's how i started so it started off with the with the grown clubs first and then my mom you know just being a hairdresser she would get me gigs like her home her she would our homies and shit would be like, I need a DJ. And she'd be like, my daughter can DJ. So yeah. I started DJing, house parties, uh, birthday parties, weddings, whatever the fuck. I'm there, you know? Yeah. I, like I, I had my mom carrying the crates. Like, shit, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the first time I met you, it was I was with O, and he was like, we got to go pick up Ash because she DJ. And I'm like, huh? Like, he's like, <laughs> and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, she, she a kid. And I'm like... <laughs> I was just real confused, you know, as a grown ass man, like, what the fuck? We gotta go pick up a kid to DJ. <laughs> and I remember like, um, it was I think it was the chrome. Oh yeah. I yeah, think it was yeah, the chrome. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, we all grabbed records and you walk we walked in and you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. set up and yeah, I'm like, this is 
literally before Serato. So yeah. it was like, all right, crates are set up, boom, boom, boom. Yep. You were always up there doing your thing. Your mom was chilling, and yep, yep. we sat there the whole night. You bodied it, killed it. And then I, yeah, whoever I think your mom got paid. Yeah, and, we yeah, Kevin, <laughs> nah, Kevin moving for real. And we yeah. bounced, and I was just like, I was just amazed. Like you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been working with her. I'm like, yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's real. nice. She's yeah, nice. Yeah, but that's how. That's kind of how it go. It was just like a, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It happened so, and it happened so fast. Like I just remember like my first couple of gigs, where I was like nervous, and then it just like happened fast as fuck, and then. Uh, and then, like, once I started doing... Because I wanted... It's crazy because I was doing a lot of adult clubs, and I wanted to do more shit my age. But it was like, man, like... It really wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't a thing at the time. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, it like, was, I was like, damn. But then as I got older and stuff, it, like, started to happen. As I got older, like, the, the Chrome turned into... What was it? it? Turned into something. Sin City or something. Sin City. And that was, and that was my residency. Chrome. That was my shit. Like, I was, like that was my club. Because my, my mom's homeboy, like, owned it. And I remember we was in Atlanta at the time. And she was like, yeah, I got a situation for you when we get back. I want you to meet the owner. He, like, had me audition. I'm like, audition? I'm like, audition? audition? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, man, what? So, but ever since then, I forgot the dude's name. But we had locked in. Sin City. I forgot it was Sin City. Yeah, and we had locked in. And I he would it would be the teen clubs on certain days. And then it would be the, the, the club club on certain days. But that was my boy. Like, we was locked in. So, I would do, like, Friday, Saturday Sunday and then go back to school with a bankroll like what's up yeah like you know what I'm saying so where'd you uh, where'd you go to high school at well I wanted to be ghetto but I went to <laughs> I wanted I went that's what I'm saying like I okay so I went to Monroe Middle okay okay so I was you know I always went to like college preps and shit like that but I always just wanted to be ghetto it was the south side of me just wanted to go back <laughs> very south side very of me. south side of me like all my friends don't go here like what's up so I went to Monroe then from Monroe I got into Fort Hayes. Great uh, school. Yeah, great school. Amazing but... school. Amazing school. I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved the, the, the campus and everything. Like, it was great. And then my cousin went there. So, it was great. But then I also... It was like... It, this is like a, a time in my life, too, where I was like... they Everybody wanted me because I was tall. And I like... I was a dyke. They was like, oh, you want to play basketball? And I'm like, okay, I'll play basketball. Sure. I'm not bad at it. So, it's like, okay, fuck it. But so, I was like playing basketball at Independence. So, but I would be like an hour late to practice because I was leaving uh, Fort Hayes. So I was just like, mm, please <laughs> let me go to Fort Hayes. I mean, uh, Independence, please. So I can be ghetto anyway. I wanted to go to Fort Hayes. I mean, in- Independent anyway. I got like, I had like older cousins that went there and it was closer to my house and it just, you know, had better girls. So I was just like, it was a little bit more ratchet. Yep. So I'm like, you know, let me just go ahead. And she, I begged my, I begged my parents to let me go to Independence. That's funny. I went to Eastmore, so I knew like, between Eastmore and Independence, it was mm-hmm, just like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like classy, but still ratchet at the same time. Definitely. And I'm like, yes, I can't wait to go. I can't wait like, to go. Y'all parents got a little bit of money, but yeah, y'all yeah, want to yeah, be hood yeah, so, so bad. bad. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, I went to Independence. And I was, that was, you know, that's where I... And then when I went to Independence, I'm like, man... I had to make a choice. It was like, do you want to really play basketball and really do this shit? And they was like... I think I remember... It was like 8 a.m. practices. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? And I would have to like, talk to myself like, damn, do I really want to do basketball? <laughs> or do what? I want to DJ? Like, do I, I like my DJ life a little better. And it's like I, like, I like my DJ life a little bit better. Like, you know, I'm out until about 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. But it's like with basketball, it's like I can't really do that. I got to be up at 
seven yeah, and like practice. to play to play basketball. Like what the fuck? No. And I'm like, I'm like, man, DJing is for life, bro. I can I can be old and DJing. Like this basketball shit, I might not be that good. I might, you know what I'm saying? Might not make it to I the might league. not make it to the league. Fuck this. So I had to make like a, a, a life decision. I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm I'm gonna be a DJ, bro. And I'm like, man, basketball's corny as hell. I'm like, I can't DJ and play basketball. That's corny. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and ride it out with this DJ and stuff, but I'm like, I gotta take it serious. I gotta take it serious. So in during during your high school years, that that's when you was really like really killing the clubs, or that's why I was killing the clubs, and I had got okay. So back to this bow wow thing. So I would go to Atlanta, like a lot, and I would go to Atlanta and be with Bow, and that ex that being around him and just being exposed to like. That lifestyle, yeah, a, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I used to cry. I used to cry when I had. Y'all around the same age, right? Yep. He, I think he might be like two, three years older than me. Yep. I used to cry when I came home. I was like, man, I just don't. I'm like, mom, please, like, I just don't. I know what I want to do. I don't want to be here. Like, I just don't want to be here. And I ended up. I was trying to get my GED. My mom's like, hell no. Like, no. I'm like, mom, please. Like, I know what I want to do. I'm cracking. I'm making. I'm making money. Like, I'm not. Like, I know what it. What it is. Like, you see it. Like. So going back and forth between Atlanta, I'm just like, oh god. And then and then what really happened was when we brought Soldier Boy here. We brought Soldier Boy here for I forgot what it was. It was from like some Chrome shit. I forgot how I forgot how I even met Soldier Boy. To the that is funny. Where yeah, I brought Soldier Boy to, to Columbus for the first time. Brought Soldier Boy in and we did a show and I'm like, yes, this is it. This is it. So this going back and forth between Atlanta and here. That's when I was just like, man, I gotta get the fuck. Out of Ohio, I did everything. I feel like I, I'm like I feel like I did everything you here. Did. I'm like I capped out. I gotta I gotta go. Like I gotta go to the A. My cousins in the A. I see this lifestyle in the A is different. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like I can see like like I'm in the studio with Omarion and Bow Wow. Like and, the, the industry is there. There we don't have an industry here. Man, so. I'm going to Magic City. I'm 17. I'm like, bro, I love it here. Like what? And I got to come home and go to Independence? Hell no. Like, what the fuck? That math ain't math. That math ain't math. So I ended up finding, like, an alternative school. I had, thank you, shout out to my parents for letting me go into all these uh, great schools. I had hella credits. So all I had to do was test out. Uh, so I graduated a year early. And I got the fuck on. Like, yeah. I, I left. Well, you, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember, I'm, I I remember all the time you was about to leave. And you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, I was like, I was going to Atlanta, like, what was your what was your plan be like because again I, I know you knew like some people but getting into the music business is harder than what niggas think niggas no, think just because you're talented it's you can get in. like it's what really, was your plan when you got there okay so look my plan this is my plan in my mind so i so when i went to the alternative school i'm like how the fuck can i move to atlanta and my parent how do they gonna let me go to atlanta by myself i'm like i gotta go to school what am I gonna go to school for? I'm like, I gotta go to school for audio engineering. Oh. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. This is like when full sale and all that shit was cracking. Yeah, I'm like, sale. all right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, damn, but I can't afford full sale. And I'm like, that's that's in Florida. I don't really know nobody in Florida. I'm like, all right, let me figure this out. So I found I found before I went to Atlanta, I found this school in Chillicothe. So that's my grandma was like, all right, we're gonna test it out before I spend all this money. We're gonna right, test right, it out. Right. <laughs> so I found this school in Chillicothe. It was like a it was like a, a, a engineer workshop and it was like the best shit. It was like a camp, it was on campus, like a little campus. Yeah, I remember little, that. I remember it was that like school. a little I'm like, damn, this is it. And I found and I fell in love with the behind the scenes of 
the industry. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that shit existed, bro. Like, I didn't even know uh, audio engineer. And it's different types of audio engineers. Yeah. All the shit that goes into... Person that mixes it is yeah. different than the person that mixes it. And all I wanted it. to do was make mixtapes by myself. You know what I'm saying? That's That was like my goal. I just want to record myself without being at O's house under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to make tapes, but I'm like, I don't... It's not as comfortable as it would be at my house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Went to that school, graduated, did that, and I'm like, okay, look, I did it. So can I get the fuck on now? So um, I got got my finances together, told the homies, hey yo, uh, Friday I'm leaving. Y'all wanna come kick it one more la- one last time in the basement before I go? Cause I'm out this bitch, like I'm out. So I went to, we hopped on the road, U-Haul, put all my shit. We went to the school. Uh, it was Lena Institute of Music. Was, I signed up. Um, it was in Gwinnett County. All my folks was in Gwinnett County. My cousin, my brother, like my, my like it's like my cousin, but yeah. call it my brother. But he was out there, so I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm safe. I'm fine. I, I found an apartment. We did all this like in a week. I found an apartment that was literally a block away from my school. Um, right. Signed up for school, and yeah, that's how. I, and then started doing school, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get a job. I'm like, where do I work at? So I'm like, I'm in school for audio engineering. I need to know about all that shit. Let me go apply at Guitar Center. It was a guitar. It was a guitar. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it was a guitar. <laughs> I'm saying shit was just like working. Like once you like really like set your mind on something, and like you know, I'm pretty sure it was like hella hiccups in between and shit like that. But I was just like, fuck it, I'ma do this, and I'm passionate about this, and I I can know where I what I want. You know what I'm saying? Just knowing what you want helps a lot. Even if you don't kind of know, but it's like, I got an idea, this is what I want to do. I want to go be the best DJ I could be. And I'm like, all right, boom. I'm going to go to Guitar Center, learn about some equipment, sell some equipment while in school. Just like on some part-time shit, just so I can have some money in my pocket. I think I think the first time I, like, I needed a job, I had never had a job. i just been DJing. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And I think what happened was, like, I got low on cash, and I think I sold my TV. And I'm like, man... I ain't telling my grandma. I was like, man, I'm selling this fucking TV. Fuck this TV. <laughs> yeah, fuck this I need TV. some money. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, let me apply for a guitar center. And I actually, the guitar center story is crazy because I lied to them. I told them that I had an, I had a, um, a, um, interview, but it was it's two locations. It's one in Atlanta and it's one in Gwinnett. I applied for both, but I told them that I had. I called the Atlanta one and I said I, I had an interview. And nobody called me back. Blah 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 blah. And they, I guess they was hiring. At the time, they thought, oh, well, this location, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, put you all, connect you to the, the general manager at the Gwinnett location. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I go in, I do the interview. He kind of laughed at me like, you ain't had no interview type shit. I'm like, I didn't. But, mm. you know, and then I got hired. I got hired on the spot. No, actually, I went in. Um, it was, it's the opposite. I went in for to to work at the Gwinnett location and end up working at the Atlanta location. Oh, that's how you got to that. That's how I got. Like, that's, Gwinnett is like maybe like 20 minutes from the city. That's okay. where Migos and shit is from. So, I applied for the one in Gwinnett, got hired in the one in Atlanta. So I'm I'm going to school, working at the at the one in the A, and I just start meeting people. Like I met Metro, I met first, I met so many people working at the Atlanta store, bro. Like that's how I I feel like a lot of things kind of shaped for me too. Yeah. Just like being in that space and like meeting people, and these people weren't even like. Those they wasn't even on Nah, like they that. wasn't. And it was just like, and I, I had created like a hustle at Guitar Center. And the niggas would come in, like, I want to do a studio setup. And I'm like, 
Here's my number. Hit me. Tell me what you want. I'll get it to you half off, and I'll come set it up for you. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was how. That's kind of how I met a lot of people, like through working in Atlanta, and then I almost didn't graduate from that school too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost, I think you probably. I almost did not, man. I almost <laughs> did not graduate, bro. Like I had to take the Pro Tools test eight times, like literally eight times, and I paid for it every time. Like I was just not focused, but I'm. I have to fucking graduate. I told my grandma, I'm gonna "Graduate, yeah. I gotta graduate." Can't let Granny down. <laughs> Can't let Granny down. So that was like my entry level Atlanta story. Where I know. um I know there's probably a lot, like a lot more steps that happened before you met like Mike Will and all that, mm-hmm. and got down with them. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like, um, I feel like you. There was a time period, especially from Atlanta to Columbus Pipeline, mm-hmm. that a lot of shit was happening. Like you know, Gucci will obviously shout out yep, Columbus. Yep, and, yep, yep. Nicki Minaj, uh, Drake. Nicki, yep. All that, but I feel like music-wise, you used to bring shit back. Yeah. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really ushered in a lot of, like, you were still Columbus Tide, but you would bring a lot of shit back and usher it in because, yeah. you know, even my age group would learn shit from, you know, your friends. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you must have got that from us. No, for real. Because that's another thing. I would, I would try to come back home all the time. I'm like, girl, stop trying to come back home. I'd be like, I just can't. I need to come back home. So I would come home to the Drake concerts. I would come home yep. to the Gucci shit. And then just... What what kind of happened was I was just this is like and this is like I was fast forward a little bit this is like when Fly You and you and yeah, Lee and all this is like, like yeah this is like that time where I kind of yeah, I, I graduated I gra- yeah I graduated <laughs> from the, the school and then I had moved to Atlanta I had left Grenette yeah. moved to Atlanta and I'm like where is my where's my peer group at like where are those yeah. people so I went on this street called Peter Street in Atlanta. And I met this DJ named DiBiase, and he DJed at this uh, spot called Spin. I think it was called Spin at the time. It was like a pizza spot, but they had a DJ there every Wednesday, and they did like a showcase. So I would just go. I don't even know how I found out about this. I think maybe like a homegirl was like, oh, let's go here. And um, I met um, Curtis Williams, uh, which was a part of the group that I was in, 2-9. Yeah, okay, 2-9. And yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you look like Wiz. And he like, people say that all the time. And then we just started chopping it up, and then we became friends, and then this nigga moved into my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to rap it, and that's how it happened. Like, literally, and then it was like, this is like I said, when Fly You was popping. So Fly You had did a show with Currency on the block. And I'm like, I know these niggas. So I went <laughs> to the show and met some other people. And I just, I just wasn't afraid to go places, even if I didn't know who the fuck was yeah. there. I would go act like I knew niggas and just talk to people. And this, you never know. Like that's kind of how it happened. I just met one dude and met another dude and just started talking to other people. And then talk DBIC. He kind of was like, I DJ here, but I fuck with you. Come on Wednesday, let me see what you're talking about. I DJ there, and then we start doing every Wednesday. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. See, this is like the stuff like. I knew secondhand, but I, I, you know, I always wanted to hear from you, um, cause I remember like, I remember like two nine coming here, like um, at was it was it Scully's? Not Scully's. It was the the one on Broad Street that turned into a church. Um, oh, uh, 
That was later, later though. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When we did the um, when we was on the um tour with the EDM tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nigga, yeah. that was one of the best shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. That was like damn. I, I think you even got me in. Like, yeah. yo, come on, you good? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. Yeah, that was like one of those like. With Flosterdamus. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yeah. yes. It, was, it was me and Kurt. It was Kurt, me and Kurt, and Flosterdamus. That was the only people on the tour. Yeah, yeah. Great tour. It was like got to see from like hip hop tours to like EDM tours. Totally different. We crowd surfing every night. Yeah. It's different. Ain't no bitches in the crowd, but <laughs> you got fans bringing you shit, bringing you weed, like clothes, like all types of shit. It was a different type of love for sure. Yep. So, I, like that air, like I always think about that air. I, I used to love that air for real, like the Fly Unions when uh, Veda was Ellie to the Uncool. Yep, 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 um, yep, yep. You had P Black coming up. Yep, you yep. had Fabrice A and all them. And um, then I remember like, I remember the two nine. I was felt like, proud to be do. from Ohio at that time. Like, yeah, they're my niggas. Yeah, yeah. nah, yeah. We but got I feel some- like I feel like you know, and this is me just probably a bias towards you, but I feel like a lot of your what they call swag or energy. Once once when you came back home and they seen that, like, oh, this is how we gotta dress. Oh, this is how we gotta be because you know. No, no knock against Fly Union, but I watched the transformation from, oh, we don't cuss in our raps. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the last time I got lit, I went to ATL. <laughs> like, you know, I yeah, watched yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched that happen yeah. in front of my eyes. And, yeah. I, you know, and I was always thinking, like, I just had a big influence on that, whether niggas so? want to admit it or not. Hmm. But in my, in my mind, because there's literally no other person, their age group, that was connected to the A at the time but you. So yeah. you know whether whether you yeah you maybe know, I ain't even know maybe I just you know just yeah I mean it. yeah you yeah. probably in the moment but you gotta think you you know me yeah. I, and I'm a fan and I I try to support you know what I'm saying especially home like uh-huh. but I always just observe like yo like the I should bring it back uh, uh, at least a concept yeah. that you know the high street kids is they they got it yeah. and they ran with it and yeah. obviously they did their own thing but I always felt like you was a major. You know, a major bridge for shit, that. Shit, maybe I was then. I, I mean, know. you yeah, know. Nah, I fuck with it. Nah, I, I like that shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, meeting all these artists down there and you still DJing and like, so they know you as DJ Osh. They know me now. as DJ Osh. They know me as DJ Osh. I got fired from Guitar Center. Cause they wouldn't let me go to they wouldn't let me go to uh, South by Southwest. Oh, so I'm oh, like South by Southwest was everything. So they they well that's not the reason why I got fired, but I got fired <laughs> because I kept falling asleep in like store meetings. But I I was DJing, so then I would start DJing like bigger clubs like the Compound, like this is spot. Mm. So I was like I was like one foot in hipster shit and one foot in like hood shit. You know what I'm saying? It would be like the that that balance. So I would do. The prime times in the club Miami's, and then I also would do the Peter Street type of shit too. So or the compounds and stuff like that. So I would be up to fucking six, seven in the morning, and then I have to go to Guitar Center and have a store meeting at seven. I'm sleepy as hell. Yeah, yeah. So I did, and then also they didn't let me go to South by Southwest, and I'm like, man, all right, but this is my, this is, I gotta let this shit go. I don't know what, how I'm about to make my money and what is about to happen, but that's when when two nine got signed to Mike Will. And then it was like, oh, okay, shit. It's like when you go out on faith and just be like, I don't know what the fuck is yeah. about to happen. This is, I know this is really what I want to do. It's, I, I have a lot of those moments where I don't know what the fuck is next. <laughs> this is what I want to do. I got good intentions. I ain't really fuck nobody over. Let me. Yeah. I, hopefully this shit works, and it works every time. Like, so that's how it happened. We got signed to Mike Will. Um, B right um, was like he was in. He went to. Um, Morehouse, and he had this clothing line called Cremo, 
and he had link. He was doing like uh, marketing and stuff for Wiz, like merch and stuff like that. And then he ended up doing merch and stuff for Mike Will. And he's like, "Yo, I got this group to nine. And Mike was like, "Well, I want to learn how to DJ." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna put you on with Ash, but this group though." Yeah. And he would, and then Mike would be like, "What about? Well, how, tell me how you feel about this two nine. I'm like, "Bro, we them niggas. Like, what you mean? Like." And, and y'all then, had the wave so crazy. We, That's yeah, the blogger. Yeah, it's the blogger exactly. And then we just <laughs> we got signed and shit. And we were managed by DTP. What people don't know. I so Shaka and Big Jeff. The oh, most Shaka, like, all right, yeah, 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 <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. Shaka good man. You know, yeah, yeah, Atlanta yeah, legend. So they gonna make sure you're straight. But yeah, yeah. so Shaka and Big Jeff held it down, and then we went and linked up with Mike, and shit got shit cracking, man. Yeah, like I just remember um, the the Curtis dude like becoming like a star, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Yep, and yep, yep. Like I remember uh, shows in Cleveland, like mm-hmm, y'all was mm-hmm. doing, and you know it was popping, and like we had a chance the rapper open up for us here at Scully's. Yeah. My mom, my mom won't let that shit live to this day. She was like, "Man, he was better." He, she told us that day, like he's better than you guys. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, damn. He's like, he's going to be something. I'm like, all right, all right. So, yeah, yeah man. Chance the Rapper. That <laughs> nigga. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. I'm trying to think that. I, I know I went to the Kendrick and the Dom show. Uh-huh. Shout out to Jordy. Shout out to Animal House. Jordy, yep. Jordy, Animal House. That was like, it's like I'm saying, like certain mm. little key elements between that bridge, the gap between here and Atlanta was... You know, definitely. I feel yeah. like that, that's that's um, so that may might have been where the impact was. Definitely through stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and um, Fat Man Key. Key ass. That was because he was, split. He was like before we got signed. Yeah, he, but that was before, he was yeah, in our crew. He was in right? our group. So it was originally. So it was like, it was a so it's Fat Kid's brother, which is a group. It's two brothers, and then it's Retro Sushi, which is Siege and Jace. It's a white guy and a black dude. He's from Brooklyn. Then we got uh Kurt, and then we also have we had our photographer. Gunner, and then we also had our creative designer, our creative uh, director, Fani. So we had all these, and me. It was like all yeah. these different elements to this collect. It was a collective. It wasn't necessarily like a group. Yeah. And we all kind of held our weight for the group. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. those elements just kind of helped us get to where we was at. So Kurt ass, he just had the personality. And everybody yeah. loved Kurt. And I'm like, I feel like maybe I was like the cool motherfucker that no niggas, but I don't really be chill. I be chilling. So everybody kind of gravitated toward me like, you yeah. don't be doing extras, <laughs> but we can fuck with you. But we, when we want to chill, we going to hit you. When we want to link and turn up, we're mm-hmm. we going to link with Kurt. And I was like Kurt's babysitter. So I would just be like, all right, let's go. I'm going to come with you. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't be out here embarrassing niggas. You know what I'm <laughs> Word, word. Yeah. And um, another uh, connection that I, I always peep was like, Key, oh yeah, Key, yeah, Key, yeah. Brung, Twenty One Savage here. Exactly. So and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I always knew that. Like, and I, and the reason why that always that's like when, that's when tw- Savage used to steal so- cell phones on fucking tour. He just yeah, steal people, yeah. rob niggas on tour. No, for real. Like, I, I didn't know that part, but uh, I remember uh, at Scully's, Key was uh, Savage opened up for Key, mm-hmm. and um, I remember Dad saying like. Key dope, but that dude is a yeah, star. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously we. So yeah, Key. Before we got signed to Mike Will, Key, he. I guess I don't know if he knew or he had an intuition or whatever. He's like, I don't. I'm not signing this shit. I'm not doing it. I don't really like how the dynamic is. I'm a. I'm gonna be over here. So he started over their game. Yeah. Over their game. I always loved Key. Key was always like my little brother, but it was like you know. And then 
to to be honest, two nine started with Key and Kurt. Okay. Those are the guys that made two nine. Like they created the name, they created, they put all of us together, and they just wasn't seeing eye to eye. So Key was like, "All right, I'm like out." Most, like yeah, most yeah, yeah, young yeah, yeah. niggas, you know. Yeah, he wasn't you know. seeing eye to eye. So Key said, "I'm gonna be over here. Y'all do that. I'm gonna be over here with it. It's all love. It's still cool, but you know." But yeah, Key, Key, man, that's that's my brother. Yeah, I seen Jordy working with him recently. And yeah, that's I, my and brother, man. It just sparked those memories, like yo, I remember, like yeah. you know, I remember dude. Now, like me that. and Key, we got a lot of history. I got we, I lived with him at his grandma's house, like that's, that's <laughs> my yeah, brother. That's, like, that's fire. Crazy, but that's my brother, man. Uh, with the Mike, uh, Mike Will situation, you said he wanted to learn how to DJ. Did you teach him how to DJ? We, I, we, we work together. <laughs> I think, I think it. Yeah, we work together. Like, so after like the two nine stuff, kind of like you know, he's like, man, y'all crazy, bro. Like, this is a lot. So we, we did our deal. Our deal ended, and um, I just, me and Mike just locked in from the jump. Like, we just had chemistry from the jump. Like, that's always been like my brother. Like, he always looked out. He always was like, what you think, Ash? So we just always locked in, and then be right, just setting that up kind of just helped a lot so he we like he like i want to do festivals and all that shit so we in the basement doing sets and trying to figure out how we because this nigga got hit so we just like we just play all your shit bro like <laughs> yes. just play all yes. your shit back to back to back to back so we just i just started rocking with him festivals shows appearances all types of shit like we just was locked in and still to this day you know Word. what i'm saying he got it he gave me my first taste of what an anr is you know what i'm saying like Working behind the scenes and like putting putting the project together, Mike Will made it compilations and shit. Like, damn, this is how you do it. It's, it was like more of a DJ standpoint too, cause it's like he's not a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he would just put all these different artists on the beats that he made, you know what I'm saying? So he would be like from a DJ, like, yeah. Ash, how would you? Yeah. Be DJ, like, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's fire. I remember um, um, Ray Shimmer when they when they sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a breakaway fest, and they and, and uh, they came here, and I remember it was like you know it was a big deal because they like knew who you was and all that shit. And so. it's crazy because I I feel like I don't know I don't want to say, but I feel like No Flex Zone popped off here, bro. Like like this. I one love of, that record. I, I ain't gonna hold when it. I heard when I heard it, I was like, because he had played a couple other records, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool, but this song. Is no, it was it no type. It was like the no type. Or, I ain't got no type. Yeah, I don't know if it was no flex on. Was I think the first it was no flex. So it was no, it was no flex, and, yeah. and, and, and it kind of cra- no like, if, if we go no. look at the stats and shit, it popped off in Ohio in Columbus, and I'm like, mm, that's interesting. But man, yeah. like yeah, like bringing the homies back, and they like nigga, you from here? But they from a small ass town. They from Tupelo, Mississippi, where the Tupelo. population is like three thousand. Yeah, it's just smaller. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> a lot smaller. So they're my brothers too. So just seeing them like build and, and go from that to to where they at now is just crazy too. And just seeing Mike mold them and, and, and when nobody wasn't fuck like he, nobody believed this nigga. He like these niggas gonna be the new crisscross and nobody fucked with him. Like nobody was fucking with it. They just didn't see the vision. So that's why I really fuck with Mike. And when he say he gonna do some shit, he do it. And he's a visionary. He can see shit before it happens type shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, was you around when he named the uh, label Ear Drummer? Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, Mike, what? <laughs> and he like, trust me, bruh. Bruh. Trust me, bruh. <laughs> and that shit cracked. And I, you know, right I always summer. laughed at that drop. I always thought that drop was funny. The Ear Drummer. Like, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Ear Drummers, man. 
man, I think that air drummer pocket too. I learned so much. I seen so much, man. Just being around and seeing how he moved, how he worked. Like Mike is not a go out type of guy, and 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 I don't. I'm like, I guess being in the club for so long, I just be like, I if I could take a break from that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd take a break from that shit. Like I love that Mike was a. He's a studio head, like studio, like working, 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 working. He's like, man, I'm making beats. I'm locked in. I remember this nigga made when he, when him and uh, Sway did the formation for Beyonce. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I'm saying. In being in those spaces, it's like Just seeing you that. gotta kind of be like trying to chill, but it's like, damn, that's Beyonce, nigga. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Cause um, my OG, rest in peace, uh, Combat Jack. Um, I'm, they had did a live podcast with Mike Will in um, in Atlanta. I think it was for A3C or something like that. Uh-huh. AC3. Um, but he was talking about uh, how Sway. Came up with the okay, ladies. Now let's get information. information. Like, yeah, bro. You know when he was making the beat, he was mm-hmm. like, he just knew like we can get this Beyonce. It's we up. out of here. It's up, no, for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I had, to, I remember when it happened. I'm like, mom, Beyonce got a song talking about hot sauce in her bag. It's about to be fucking crazy. <laughs> like it's it. Like it's it. Yeah. So yeah, Mike. That's what I'm saying. Mike took took it to another level too. You know what I'm saying? Like just. Just that's what I'm saying. Just talking to people and meeting people and not being afraid to ask what you want or being you know you know being cool enough to be in like not even cool in the sense of like yeah. ego, but like being humble enough to sit in those rooms and not say shit and sometimes just absorb and listen and watch. That's the type of person I am. So I think it's like it's not hard for me to be around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I be chilling like and I. I do yeah, my input. Don't be when, starstruck. Yeah, like, I did. Like, I do my... Yeah, I do some my... Some niggas be doing too much too to get noticed. Too much. Like, like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like Everybody be like, look at me, look at me. Like, nah, bro, just bro, relax. Just relax, relax get... my nigga. I'm telling you, it's going to get you a lot further than talking a lot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I definitely... Um, I think we both have that kind of energy. Because, mm-hmm. like, I ain't never going to be rah, 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 everybody look at me type. I'm like, yo, you know, you know, the... The amount of people that I've met, it's always been cool. I'm like, yeah. all right, you cool. Like, <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> like, I know you are. <laughs> no, cool. I know you are. Even shit, we was on stage. What was it, Gucci? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, what well, was it? Was it Gucci, man? Was it Gucci, man? Funny story. Oh, God. So it was Waka before he became Waka. Oh, yeah. It, it was. was Rick Ross. I think it was Shorty Low, and it was Gucci. Yeah. And Mia Ash was on stage having the time of our lives and you spilled I kicked the lean cup over bro you I don't know whose cup, cup I don't know over. whose cup it was me and Travis did each other I'm like oh shit I don't know whose cup this oh, is oh man I'm like let me let me go ahead I forgot and walk off the stage I think I, I think I feel I think I took the cup and filled it up with, with Mountain Dew and put it back on the stage or shit. I, man that was the funniest shit yeah that was a great concert I went to a whole bunch of concerts last summer, all for free. Yeah, yep, for real. <laughs> and I think I was still back and forth between the eight. Yep, you yeah, was, it was, you was, like, you yeah. was in town. Like, yep, yep. And um, I remember, um, what I remember sp- uh, specifically is Waka wasn't who he was. Nah, yet. he wasn't. And he was just the, the guy yeah. that was, he was just the, the homie. Like, and I remember you telling me, like, 
oh, like Gucci and them, like well, that's his man. That's yeah. he was explaining yeah, who he God, was. I don't even think he had a song out. Nah, he didn't. Nah, he was just a guy. He was just a shooter. Yeah, he was like that's just his man. And like, yeah. you know, what he saying? was looking he was dusty. All... He had the, the Gucci bag <laughs> yeah. on the side. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you was just explaining to me like, nah, nah, that's just that's just his man. That's just his man. And mm-hmm. he was like, isn't they walk a walk a flock of flame or something? Y'all remember yeah. you telling me? Yeah, like, like, like he about to be. He had, he had the song was out, but he nobody like in, in Ohio knew who he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, you know, he became who he became. I think it was Walk a Flock of Flame. How long did you stay in the A? Um, I stayed in the A until 2000. I want to say 19. No, yeah, 2019. Yeah, because then I went to New York. Word. So in the in the A. I, I want to get back to DJ real quick. Was you still what? Did you have your techniques by then, and or what? What was your weapon of choice that you was using? Yeah, still techniques. I don't even think was CDJs was a thing. I never was a CDJ type of bitch. Right. I never was really that. I fuck with controllers though, but I don't think yeah I wasn't a CD. I was probably techniques. But I had we had a house fire. We had a house fire, and I lost my techniques in a fire. Mm, I ain't know that. Yeah, I lost my. Like, oh. It was on the news and everything. It was so random. It was like right before. I think this was right before we got signed too. Like it was a lot going on right before we got signed. I'm like, I know it was something about to happen because it's a whole bunch of bullshit that keep happening. I lost my I had a rollie. I lost my rollie and my techniques. I was pissed. Oh, that's terrible. I was pissed. That's... I had I had got my rollie as a graduation gift, and you know. Lost yeah. it in the fire. That's crazy. I never. I was drunk. We was drunk one night, and it was our. I think it was our people. It was the neighbors below us. They, they, they crib caught on fire, and then caught up the balconies, and then it came uh, on our floor. It was like some weird. It was like a weird shit how it happened too, and it only like burnt up our shit. It was like some crazy ass shit. I'm like, yeah. bro, this got to something. Something got to shake, and we got signed, and it got cracking. But yeah, techniques was my weapon of choice still, always. Still always to this day. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If not controller, I like controllers. It's very convenient. <laughs> I don't gotta carry shit. I gotta push it together. I gotta worry about needles not working. <laughs> like I fuck with it, and I'm also an internal type of girl. Where? So, yeah, I'm just super internal. I can like the keyboard. I'd rather. I be. I think. I, I think it was a lack of options. And like mm. losing shit, mm. shit not working, and really like learning how to really use the keyboard, the laptop keyboard. Like I can do a whole mix with the For real? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I have only person I've seen like one person do internal really, really good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Without but, the keypad too. I, I just like I don't know how I don't even remember how I learned it. So I went to Rain, Rain like in in uh, uh, LA. They have like a, a space that you can go to, and they wanted me to teach a class about using the laptop internal. I'm like, damn, you y'all think that highly of me? So, but I didn't, I didn't even know that I knew the keys that much. But I, it was definitely a lack of options. Like, I think I only had a mixer, and yeah. I could, I didn't have turntables. That's what it was. I didn't have turntables, so I had to figure out how to slow and up the tempo, and do the cue points and certain shit all on the laptop. All I had was a mixer to, to do my transition from fader to fader. Like, Cause I ain't gonna hold you. Techniques are still expensive, bro. It's it ain't like you to, to just... right now. Yes, they never went down. The <laughs> price never <laughs> changed on the motherfucker. I feel like they're going up. Like it, it never changed. They never. It's changed. it's always gonna be a thousand to nine hundred tops. Yeah, techniques is expensive, and like um, even the, this rain was fifteen hundred dollars. And oh, you know, oh, he was like, "Yo, you gotta get some tables." I'm like, "When I get a crib, yeah, I'll get some tables. Let me use your tables, bro." (laughs) I like when I get a crib, I'm gonna buy some. But for right now, and I went through like two sets of tables. Not gonna lie, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got like my shit stolen here one day. I was being lazy, 
and I didn't take the equipment out the house from the night before. Man. And it got my ass. I was crushed. I was sick. I had black tech techniques too. It was nice. I think Ooh. like the mark something. I don't know. It was Ooh. black. It was crispy. That was like my first pair of techniques. Yep. Damn, yeah. Nigga gets for your techniques. That's like even even my gear now when I'm done, like I grab it and bring it in the crib because I'm like, man, if I leave it in my car, the way they just break in the car yeah, now, you just like, ah, yeah, man. man. Yeah, nah, nah. They got me. And then the second time was the house fire. And I'm like, damn, I had just got him like a month before that. Shaka gave him to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Shout out to Shaka, man. Um, so what was that uh, transition like to New York after leaving Atlanta? Because, I mean, you going from, well, by that time, New York was baby Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it was, it was, yeah, no, nah, it was, oh, no. Nah. Music wise, like, music wise, they, they was very influenced by Atlanta. It wasn't boom bap no yeah, more. Yeah, 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 nah. Uh, so when I, so along with 29, I DJ with a girl named Saya. She was like one of the first, like, kind of cool female rappers at the time. And she was cool. She was like on the hipster scene type of vibe. And she was from New York. So it was like, all right, I think my time here at Atlanta is done. I did the same thing when I was here. Like, I think I hit a certain cap. I did. I DJed every popping club in Atlanta that you could possibly DJ, every venue you could possibly DJ. I just think it's time to expand my horizon. Mind you, I would still be back and forth between Atlanta and New York. But when I went to New York, niggas knew 2-9. I was kind of cooler then, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I kind of had like a, a nice little momentum. So I'm like, let me see what this New York Twitter like. Twitter was super popping. Twitter was super so. popping. <laughs> uh, Girl Key was out there. She worked at Complex. Yeah. Fadia worked at Complex. Mind you, Fadia, shout out to Fadia. She shout really got me on a lot of shit. That's the Does A3, she have a house A3C. She might. She, think, uh, she fuck around and might. Yeah, I think I've heard that over yeah, the years. Yeah, she fuck around and might. So Fadia, 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 Fadia <laughs> did a lot for me. Then she didn't even, like, she didn't even mean, I don't even know say she meant, she meant to, but the A3C, Situation. She gave me and this other guy named Genesis a chance, and I did A three C, and that kind of like boosted my shit. I remember, I remember that's the first time I seen Nipsey, and nobody came to see, bro. And I'm like, bro, this nigga is hard. Like y'all <laughs> tripping, but like A three C. So then, so I would DJ her parties called Broken Bougie in the A. Yeah. So then she transitioned to New York, and she was at Complex, Jeez. and then Key. I was I was I was managed by Key, and then the girl I was DJing was with. She was managed by Key too. So it's like when Red Bull was doing shit, a lot of cool little like uh, events and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, look, I'm gonna move to New York because New York is popping. This is where like the this is where you do the corporate events and yes. the and the branded events. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that in Atlanta. Nah, you still doing the hood. Yeah, you still hood doing shit. hood shit, and I'm still doing the pizza spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a, as a weekly, but I'm like, oh, oh, shit, I can go to New York and do a branded event and make fifteen hundred. Oh, let me take my ass to New York. So I went to New York um, with Key. Fadi, it was at Complex. I DJ Complex Holiday Party. Turned it up. They like, oh my God, we love you. Now mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and now I got like a, I got some legs. And it was also something called CM. Was it CMJ? In New York, it's similar to A3C, like yep, a festival. Yep. So I just started DJing there, and then I met this guy named Dirt, which is like my uncle now. It's this white guy. He was DJing the CMJ. Um, I think it was oh, I think it was Dirt. This is like still like around the blog era. Yeah. So I think it was like Dirty Glove Bastards or somebody. Or, that sounds like a blog or era like, name. <laughs> or like I didn't know. I'm lying. It the key was at Ten Deep. Key was at 10 Deep, and I would DJ the the 10 Deep holiday party. So it was this white guy, old white guy, salt and pepper beard, but he's killing it. I'm like, who the fuck is this old ass man 
playing all these classic Atlanta shit. And he had a, a, a radio show called Baller's Eve. So Baller's Eve was a, a radio show on first and first of the storefront. And it had a, like a glass opening. And it was literally just turntables and a bench in there. Like, and that was it. And this radio show was a bridge between Atlanta and New York. Or the south of New York. So yeah. if you come to New York, you have to go to Baller's Eve. And Key's like, hey, I'm going to get you on this radio show. This is Dirt. The guy you see DJ right now, he's fire. He got this, him and his a couple other homies got this radio show called Baller's Eve. I'm going to put you on. Mind you, one of my really close best friends, uh, R.P. Speaker Fox, she was like the first. I remember. She was the first girl that showed me that you can get money, like a lot of money, DJing. And it's like, this is like, let me show you the rope. And she was the DJ at the show, too. She would go and, and DJ at the show, too. So I linked up with them, and, like, that was, like, my family. Like, that was where I would go every, I think it was every Wednesday. Every, and from first and first, that's how I got popping in New York. Dope. Like, just, you know what I'm saying? Just doing, like, radio shit out there. That was, like, my first, like, oh, shit, this is some cool shit. Rocky came through. This is, like, ASAP Mob days. It's like two nine our future. Two, uh, yeah. ASAP Mob. Because I feel like ASAP. ASAP was like the New York version of two nine. Yep. Like that. Yeah. No. I feel like it was. It was Atlanta had two nine. LA had our future. Yeah. New York had ASAP Mob. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And shit, man. Being in New York, that was like. It just leveled up. It was like another level. And I'm like, damn. And this shit was... I remember being broke as fuck in New York. But having the time of my life. Yeah. Like, nigga surviving off pizza and shit, bro. $2 <laughs> pizza. Like, for real. Hopping the turnstile. Tiny chicken wings. Nah, nigga. for real. Hopping the turnstile. I think I was on my verge of uh, my veganism. I had stopped eating chicken, too. Oh, okay, okay. I was... You know, the old Sharp had kicked in. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Oh, oh, I remember this nigga old Sharp took me to Waffle House one day. And the nigga just ate nothing but carbs. It was just like... Uh, grits, a waffle, yep. and like toasters some shit. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like, where's the eggs? Where's the the bacon? Where's like, where's the meat, bro? Definitely, definitely seen them do that. So I was just like surviving <laughs> on for like cheese pizza and shit, and then going. And this is when Supreme was cracking. I would just spend my whole check on Supreme, bro, and just be hopping the turnstile, getting from gig to gig. And shout out to it was Key. I remember Key being a major part of me making money in New York at the time. Just her connections through Ten Deep, and Fadia's connections through Complex, and then my my little reputation between um, Two Nine. This is before I started DJing for Mike too. This was like before. This was like Mike, me and Mike locking in, like locking in, locking in was like afterwards. Yeah. And everybody, they be like, man, you about to miss? So I was DJing still for Two Nine, but I was like in New York, so I had to fly home and do shows and shit. And then so when they came to New York. I was like their tour guide. Like, yeah, this is where we need to go. Yeah, this is where we need to go, bro. Like, so that was that. Where how long? How long? Uh, how long was you in New York for? Uh, I turned twenty. I saw I turned, turned twenty in New York. Twenty one, twenty one. So maybe twenty one to so two thousand twenty one. Maybe to two thousand. No, I'm sorry. Two thousand. Nah, I'm tripping. I'm got my dates wrong. Two thousand eleven. To 2013 14. Okay, yeah, so ooh, this is Prime Blogger. This is like SoundCloud is just about to come yeah, out. Yeah, that's when South By is cracking. South By, like that was everything. Mm-hmm. I know people used to drive 13, 14 hours just to go to South, South By. By bro. And then, um, 
let me not uh, forget this. You was a big part of the Chicago Columbus. Connection. Oh yeah, I did do that, huh? Yeah. I did. I was in Chicago for like I did. I love shout out to my you nigga Joe, a- but that was Lee. That was that Lee was Lee. That, that was, was Lee. Lee introduced me to Joe, and then, okay, and, so and then he, we locked in Joe and Rail. Like, ever since we we had did uh, say your ABCs. Yeah. Say your ABCs out here, and that was like y'all sleep. This party is cracking. Nobody really came. I'm like, oh whack. But ever since the, he introduced me to Joe, and me and Joe just locked in. And I just became like my bestie, and we I would go to New York. I mean not to New York. I would go to Chicago and pull up, and they would he had the when he opened Fat Tiger. Fat Tiger. He opened yep. Fat Tiger and they would throw parties and shit. Because Leaders was already popping. Leaders was already popping. Yeah, Leaders was already popping. Yep, yep, yep. Leaders was cracking. And he would throw part he would throw parties there. Then uh RSVP, Alaley, Virgil, like yep. it was like the homies, but they was re- everybody was real regular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is before like, we were, everybody was like cool on Tumblr. It was like a com- Tumblr thing. Like it was everybody was like real cool on Tumblr and yeah, that era it was like everybody taking like cool ass pictures and shit. And uh, Chicago had a vibe. Not gonna yeah. lie. Um, uh, Libby, uh, my girl's mom, she went to college at Columbia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we used to be up there. You know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't know none of them, but it definitely had a vibe. And, yeah, not a leader. Shout out to leaders. Yeah, not, like, yeah. RSVP. That's why I knew I was yeah. kind of popping when I got free shit from RSVP. I'm like, oh shit. Virgil would be like, just. Call me when you outside. Yeah. And then my homegirl, Laylee, she was working there. She's from L.A. I don't know why she ended up in... I don't know how the fuck Laylee got to Chicago. But she was like the cool uh, uh, Tumblr girl. You know what I'm saying? She was the girl with the, all the sneakers and shit. This is like the Kanye era where niggas was wearing... This is like when nudie jeans Nudy, and subies yeah. and... And Jordan ones and and acne jeans and like that whole era of shit. I used to laugh at the uh, Jerome's line. I got nudies in the freezer. Yeah, my girl, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Why you got why you got jeans in my freezer? I'm like, they, I'm cleaning them. So like, you just don't want to wash them? Mm. Like hell no, please don't wash my jeans. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like um, I, and I could be wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like you kind of broke. Katie got brands here. Katie, it's my dog. Yeah, I just been, I don't. I, that's what I feel. Nah, I, that, nah I, I'm not that. sure. That's, like, that's, that's my nigga. I'm... Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I think it was me and Kurt was just on the internet one day looking at Chief Keith, and I you know how on YouTube the next video yeah. comes up. <laughs> the next video came up was Katie got bands. I'm like, bro, who the fuck is this? She hard as fuck, and I just reached out and she hit me back, and we just was locked in. I DJed actually for a while for for Katie. Yeah. We did South by together. Um. Yeah, man. And then I think did I bring Katie here? I think we did bring yeah, I, I Animal think House. So. Yeah, yeah that's Animal how, like, House. I'm yeah. thinking like in my mind, if I remember correctly, like you was like, Oh, I sprung the girl Katie out. Cause you know, by that time everybody on the internet, yep. five every five seconds yeah. we on Twitter trying to figure it all out. Yep, yep, yep. Katie got bands my dog. Yep. Cause I was trying to talk to her homegirls, uh, Kaya No Singles. So I just was like talking to Katie Hella, we did South by and then I think me and Jordy was like locked in. So Jordy like, I'm gonna bring her out here. I'm like, come on, let's do it. Like, yeah. easy. You Shout know out to Jordy, still doing his thing, man. Shout out to Jordy. I love the debate with Jordy, man. It's one of oh, my yeah. favorite people. Me too. Me too. People I love the debate. Me and Jordy had a time where I was just like, bro, let's make the money. Stop trying to be on stage, all of the videos. <laughs> all like, bro, just do your thing, bro. He just wanted to be that guy, but I think now he knows. Nah, like, I get it. Yeah, he, he get, get it. it. I'm like, bro, yeah. it ain't that. Yeah. And Chris, my nigga Chris. Talk to Chris too. 
Chris, Chris Mars, Mars B. Man, me and I, I a lot of Chris, shit. Man. A lot. Of, I ain't gonna lie. A lot of shit I couldn't have done without Chris. Like for real. He's such, he's such a cool. He, and when I seen him yesterday, you know, happy birthday, Veda. Um, when I seen him yesterday, I was like, man, you still look like the same the little same Chris. Kid. Not for real, man. <laughs> the same little Chris talking hella fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dope DJ too, man. Yeah, he's still yep. doing. He's still yeah, laughing, yeah. Or... But you know, we'll talk about that too. We yeah, just yeah, get to yeah. a point where you like, mm, is this? Yeah, what do I? It's, it's the pivot thing. You got to yeah. pivot. Like, what am I? Like, okay, I'm DJing, but what do I do next? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm at too. Like, you know, with yeah. the A and R shit, is like pivoting. And and we'll we'll get to the A and R shit, but like even with me DJing, like all my like O's and D boogies and Drews and all them, you know, they like. You can tell they like worn out, like, and I'm like the new kid because I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm ready to get, like, they like, please, <laughs> yeah, please do it because yeah, I don't yeah. feel like doing it. So, uh, D Boogie, he like, yo, we got this gig. Can you go set up? That's I'm me. like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> That's me, man. I'm telling you, I, I will pass a gig in a heartbeat. Like, mm. I'm like yeah. Especially if it ain't, it ain't the price. It's, it's another thing, too, when you get to a certain price oh, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, when oh, I, yeah. When I first hit 10, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Man, uh, you, can we, can you DJ for five? Excuse me? Like, no, nah. Yeah. But I got somebody that's fired that can do all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, get it cracking too. But I'm not going to, I ain't going to steal you wrong. I'm going to get you somebody fired. So yeah. I think I also too, I really like doing that too. I really like passing gigs on to people. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure random people still hit you up. Yeah. I'll be like, like oh, I would love to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it for that. Or, but or you I just got be some, in a whole nother city. Like. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Just can't do it. So what was the transition from New York to like LA was? So the transition from New York to LA. So I went back to Atlanta for a second. It's something. This is like the end of our deal. End of the two nine deal. We had our last two nine forever show, and I was like, "Mm, Do I want to go back to? And then also too, we start doing more LA shows. So and I start and then and working with Mike doing LA shit and being in LA with Mike, and I'm like. I just should move here. Like, I did New York. Niggas be like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So I was like, you know what? Let me try and see if I can make it anywhere. Let me see if I can make it in L.A. So this is when, this ain't gonna lie, this is like when I, this is like a, I don't want to say the peak of my career, but low-key like the peak of my career when I'm just, I remember I had just, peak I had got, your DJ career? Peak of my DJ career. Okay, because when career I got, still Yeah, still popping. Still popping. Yeah, clear. yeah, still popping. <laughs> so this is like the peak of my DJ career where people are asking me to host tapes and host songs and I'm like damn I'm getting paid just to put a tag on a song so shout out to my boy Lamb shout out to all my Cincinnati people um Lambs had hit me I don't know if I hit him or he hit me I think he hit me to, to do a song uh to like uh host a song and then I was like you know what I was in my Mike Will bag and I'm like let me try something right quick so it was a song he had called Digi Scale and it was doing great. I remember it was that it was doing great. I'm like, you know What's what? What's the name of that crew? Uh, Insomniacs. Yeah. Insomniac. Yep. And Midwest Mills is popping now. I told niggas Mills was that guy back in, but me and me and Chris told niggas Mills was that guy. He's like, uh, he's one of those rappers now. He's yeah. He's he's getting some some motion behind him, but nonetheless, Digi Scale was going crazy. I'm like, this song is a fucking hit. I'm about to remix this bitch and I'm about to add this person this person and this person I think I had Tezo Reese Reese LaFleur Reese LaFleur I'm like let me just bridge the gap between all these different places and we did the DJ Scare remix and I had just been you know been on my industry shit we had did tours we had did tours at Fader uh, MTV any like 
publication you can think of, we had already did it. So I'm like, let me just use my resources and try to drop this fucking song. So we did the song, did the remix. It was cracking. The key was key on it. No, key wasn't on it. So I had a homie at MTV and I sent it to him. And he like, this is crazy. And it was popping. We shot the video. I remember we shot the video. I had just bought a van here, a red van. I drove my red van back to the A and reshot his verse. Um, I had my cameraman go to Cleveland. They shot Tezo verse. And then Lambs shot his verse in Cincinnati. And we sent it in. Shout out to Dez. Um, Dez helped me get my, like, wording together and my my packaging together sent it to mtv mtv kept playing it playing it playing it it became the jam of the week and it was just like damn this is really like a thing so that was like my transition i'm like all right let me let me get cracking let me go to la so i ended up linking with insomniac kit it's like my he's like he we call him uncle kit he like old man (laughs) so me and me and kit uh became roommates and i moved to la and you know, moving to LA is different from gigging in LA. So yeah, man, and LA is expensive, bro. So I was like, okay, I thought New York was expensive. No, LA. Different. You can get around transit and shit like that for two dollars, three dollars, skip the turnstile. In LA, it's spread, it's spread out, ain't right? None of that cracking, yeah. It, and it's like, damn, it's like my gigs ain't as fast as it was in New York. Like I have to, I had to rebrand myself and remake myself in a whole different side of the country. You know what Word. I'm saying? L.A. was a hard one. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to give up so many times, bro. Like, so many times. Like, to the point I was like, man, fuck this shit. One of my, one of my favorite uh, L.A. stories is, I, obviously, you know, I'm an O.D. Kobe Bryant fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was his last season, and they was playing Cleveland. Mm. And, um, you know, so I flew out to L.A. You know, first time in, uh, first time in L.A. Uh-huh. First time going to the Staples. Um, I seen Brian and Kobe play against each other before, but you know I'm like this is their last game, so mm-hmm. I'm hype. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck too. So I seen Steph Loss, I seen Jarrell and all them, and you know I'm geek because I'm like y'all from home, yeah. And they kind of gave me the cold shoulder. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, what's like, up? Like, what we what's, doing? Yeah, like what's the move? Niggas is like, uh, and I'm I, over here with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm rolling it. with them, and I'm you know yeah. I'm a plus one. That's a, that's how LA get you. It yeah, because. You know, they yeah. was with Brian and the big homie, yeah, you know, yeah, was yeah. in town. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it was Kobe's last game against Brian. So I, I get it. That was a tight one, too, because they plus ones. Yeah, You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was so, like, what's up? And they'd be like, ah. Yeah, yeah. They was definitely giving me like the ah. Yeah. And then I hit you. I'm like, ah, I'm in town. You're like, what? Nigga, pull up. Just show me the address ASAP, nigga. You don't even remember. I, I, got, a, remember. I, got, a, I got a picture of us and everything, nigga. I have my Ohio Against the World sweater on. Damn. And I have my Columbus hat on. And I I, I hit you. I, Where was I, we at? Um, I, I have no clue what the bar is. Oh, I probably look, was. It was, I know it was, it was like a bar. And it was yeah. like, you was up a little bit. Like, mm. I remember we had to walk through. Uh, was it? I want to say like a mermaid or something like. Uh, oh shit! Okay. It, it was something fire. Though. Okay, okay. It was something fire. But I'm um, glad you had a great time. Yeah, like I remember I hit you in a DM like, "Yo, Ash, I'm in town." You like what, nigga? Pool like it was no hesitation. Like you good? Like yeah. Um, me and a little shorty, we you know what I'm saying we went. You know what I'm saying? You walk straight through, walk straight to the DJ booth. You was Come going on. crazy, and Come like on. this is my first LA experience, so I'm like. 
damn, Asha's DJing. I'm in here, and I'm next to you. So niggas is looking yeah, like, who are you? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's yeah, hard. Super fire, man. So that, yeah. that shit was fun. What year was that? Uh, 20... It was Kobe's last year, so 2016. Okay. Yeah. That was like my second year there. Yep. I moved. I yep. started paying bills in 2015 in L.A., man. And it was hard for me at first, man. And I just was like trying to figure it out. You probably you probably came to the lash, if, if anything. I don't know exactly where we was, but we probably the lash. But L.A. is a different type of beast. So when I came to L.A., I didn't have, like, you know, I would go to. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm going to go to L.A. And, and do what I'm already been doing, you know. But it's not like, okay, what about next week? What about the week after yeah. that? What about the week after that? And shit is expensive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm over there scrambling. I'm trying to figure this shit out. I'm talking to my shorty at the time. I'm like, man, how do? what do I do? I'm like, man, I can't go get a job. It's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, was in, yeah. I was in that <laughs> ego mindset. Like, what the fuck? I can't get a regular job. I'm like, nigga, ain't you the, the jam of the week, bitch? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? So... I was just sitting there plotting. I'm like, man, what what would I do if I didn't have to make money? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would I do? And I'm like, damn, man. But when I was going to school for audio engineering, I'm like, man, I could do this shit. I could be a fucking teacher. Yeah. So it came to my mind. I'm like, damn, man. I could be a teacher. So she's like, why don't you just teach DJing? I'm like, you know what? You're That's right fine. as hell, man. <laughs> so I, I applied to be an after, te- uh, after school teacher, and I got the job immediately on the spot. Like, Damn. I'm like, and I'm like I, this, is what, this is what I can offer. I can offer DJing classes. Like, this is what, what this is. And that turned into Dreamers, into my nonprofit. It was just turned into that. Like, just having to find a job that was fulfilling and also cool and also ain't nobody going to see me. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... It was a cool thing, you know what I'm saying? So that's kinda how that happened with with LA. So I did I did that. And then um as I as the, I got the job and I was still DJing, then my then my DJing shit started cracking again. So I was like, Okay, cool, I'm in the motion yeah, so and shit. Yeah, I'm motion. back in back in motion. I kinda fell back from the from the, the teaching shit at first. So I was like my first two years and I'm like also like where do where's my peer group? Where do I find where are my people at? You know what I'm saying? Like this shit's cool, but where am I supposed to be at? And I linked up. I forgot who I linked up with in L.A. Oh, and I also, I got the real L.A. experience. I never had, like, the Hollywood experience. Everybody that I linked up, it's that Southside shit again. Yeah. I linked up with some real L.A. people, real West Side L.A. people. And it's, like, even my, my, my shorty at the time, like, real L.A., you know what I'm saying? And, like, somebody I call my aunt, Courtney, real L.A., like, so we put they put me on I'm DJing family functions and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is it. It's back back, back, right back back to my roots. You know what I'm saying? I'm DJing the fifty year old parties and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? The family functions and shit. So it's like I'm I'm really touching LA. I didn't really get I never really got the Hollywood side of LA, like the like that type of side. I never really got that. Like it's always been like super like either underground or super like hood, West LA type of vibes or now corporate shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So um, the, I know I know the dreamers things was super super important to you. Mm-hmm. Like um, talk about that a little bit and how that how that came about. Well, like I said, um, just the me having to find a job and wanting yeah. to do some cool shit, and then actually doing a job and fucking teaching the kids. I really it, I goes back to old sharp. I really did what he did. To me, to yeah. the kids, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, all right, back to the basics. We're going to watch this DVD, the Scratch DVD. 
So I was in there for maybe like three or four months and like wherever, however long the school year is. So it was like we was getting towards the end of the school year. And I wanted to do, I wanted to bring Mike Will into it some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how do I bring in my industry friends into what I'm doing with the kids? So what I did was I, I made them do like a video report, like a book report, but a video report. I'm, like, I'm not going to have y'all do no fucking book report. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's some shit I wouldn't want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I had them watch this, this Scratch DVD that O made me watch. Watch the Scratch DVD, taught you about hip hop, taught you about the beginning of hip Because we, we doing DJ and shit. So it showed you about how... DJing came about the equipment, all this type of thing. So I'm like, all right, whoever got the, whoever three three kids got the best video report. Um, my thing was, I'm gonna take you on a field trip. The field trip was supposed to be taking them to a Ray Shrimmer um video shoot. Oh, it was no. in they was in album mode. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, that works. But this nigga Mike, being Mike, just being all over the place, it was very unintentional. He missed, he he like fell through. And the kids was discouraged. And I'm like, these is kids, bro. These is not adults. We yeah, can't yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I had to <laughs> pay, they had to they had to find sign permission slips and shit. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? So I'm telling my shorty, I'm like, man, I'm fucking sad. I gotta figure this shit out. She's like, let me just hit my brother and see if he'll do it. Mind you, her brother is Nipsey Hustle. So I'm like, okay, let me let me figure this shit out. We good. Okay. So I'm like, all right. He like, she's like, all right. Let me figure this shit out. Let me call him. And figure out how we can get this shit cracking and, and go from there. So she called him. He said, hell yeah. Like, all right, what day? Boom, we set it up. Nigga, the next week, we pulled up. Brung three three boys. And it's crazy. One of the boys. Oh, we'll get into that. Three boys. And we had brought him in the studio. He was working on Victory Lap. This is three years before Victory Lap came out. Man. And then, mind you, he's been working on Victory Lap for a long time. For a grip. So I was watching the video the other day, like, damn, this is the, one of the songs. It was like three years behind. So bring them in. First of all, they, I got I, I, I rented a black car. We got a black car. They had never been in like a, a Uber or a black car. We took a black car over there. Um, he they got to send the May back. He got to talk to him. He was like, nigga, this, <laughs> was, this was hard. This was hard work. Get you, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, talking. talking that shit. They over there eating all this nigga snacks and shit. They're like, you know, um, you know YG, you know such and such. He's like, call him, you know, Kobe calling. I'm like, man, stop asking that man to do all that stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But he calling him, you know what I'm saying? So and he just like, it was just like, I got more from that experience, I maybe than they did. Like I felt high off that. Just yeah. in general. I'm like, damn, bro, like Cause and, you really give it back. Like yeah, you and just, really give them back in a then, major way. And it just clicked to me just being exposed to certain things at a certain age can change your life drastically of how you are going to your trajectory of your life you know what i'm saying i feel like yeah. me being exposed to atlanta at an early age and seeing certain things that i probably would have never seen on livingston and bedford yeah you know what i'm saying and Definitely. it's like because we don't have no celebrities here you don't have that and, you don't I, and that. I always tell people you know who our celebrities are 18 year old kids that play for Ohio State football. Yep, yep, yep. Not for real. <laughs> I was like, Not for real. That's facts. I was That's like, facts. grown men in their 50s will argue down about an 18 year old kid yep. that is a quarterback for Ohio State. Yep. And yep. will freak out and fan out about him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen it. Yep. So, so just, I'm, and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. I got to expose these kids to different lives. They got to see it. You know what I'm saying? You got to see it to believe it type of deal. And I'm just like, when I went back home, I was like, fuck this. I got to do my own shit. And because it, it's like a lot of limitations with, you know, public schools, you can't do certain things. And, you know, like yeah. the field trip, didn't get me getting them to that was a hard, it was like a long, it was like a long process. 
So I'm like, I got to do something. I'm like, what it's going to be called? I'm going to call it Dreamers. You know what I'm saying? And then we start doing workshops. So I, what I, with the workshops, all I did, I'm like, what's the elements to hip hop? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do? <laughs> Four we basic gonna, elements. Yeah, we're going to bring in some art. We're going to be in some producers. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring in some engineers. We're going to bring in some DJs. And we're going to be like, we just, that's what we're going to do. So I had a graphic design situation. Like, we show how to do graphics and, you know, how how do you make an album or how do you create a packaging? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then we went to, like, uh, physical art, like painting and shit like that. You know, graffiti and shit like that. Oh, photography and videography. We bring that in. Need that. Need that. And mind I you, mean, these are all, the future. and these are all my peers. Like, these are all people that. I work, I see with and work with on a daily. So I'm bringing in homies that shoot videos for Kendrick and all these different people. I'm bringing in producers that I'm bringing in producers that that produce for X, Y, and Z. I'm bringing in graphic designers that that make album covers. You know what I'm saying? And and DJs and shit like that. So I'm like, damn, this is what it is. So that's kind of how we started with Dreamers. And I'm like, damn, this is this is it. Yeah. I, I fuck the the adults. This is this is and it was just so fulfilling and I just felt like. You know, I went to I went to Kappa City out here. Oh, where? Yeah, and those was like you know I was oh, at, as at, so it was like after school program. I went back to my basics like after yeah. school program. I I was at O Sharps and Wizards, but when I wasn't there, I would go with my peers to Kappa City, and we would just BHB. It's my boy. Man, we would be in shout there. Shout out to BHB, yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's a legend. I would love yeah, to have him on man, the show, BHB, man. BHB, not I can't forget BHB. He's a man. huge part of of of, of man, Dreamers. Hip Hop Expo, man. Yeah, like, like he just wow. he he his program. I, I went to the basics of his program. Like he we did graffiti and we did and they was breakdancing and we would DJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what did I grew up in that? So I'm like, let me do that for them. You know what I'm saying? So that's how Dreamers got cracking and that's how it happened. Word, man. Yeah. And then um, now you're doing A and R work. Yeah. Like, I know the company you work for is all women, right? All ladies. All ladies. Yeah. Um, yep. Talk talk a little bit about that, man. Cause I'm I like I've read like I've seen articles. I've read a little bit on the internet. Yeah, I'm like a little billboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm like, look at yeah, yeah, this yeah. is fire. Okay, so it goes back to Peter Street. So back to Atlanta. So um, Ebony Ward, Ebony used to own this store on, on Peter Street next to the pizza spot. The uh, spin is called Fly Kicks. And Fly Kicks was like the boutique spot. Like kind of like a Soul Classics here. Yeah. Do the boutique spot on, you know, on Peter Street. It was popping. All the rappers. Trinidad James used to work there. Like, okay, that's the store you used to work yeah, at. Yeah, yep, okay. yep. Trinidad James used to work there. He worked at another store in Underground too. But Trinidad used to work there. And all the rappers and everybody used to go to this, this store. And Eb was Eb's store, so I met Eb um, through Fani, um, our our creative director of Two Nine, and we just like instantly that was like big sis, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like she thought it was hilarious. She was like, "Your ass is crazy. I love <laughs> you, man." Like so when she opened up her female store, I used to always just talk shit. Like, "Let me come work at your store, bro." Yeah. Mind you, I ain't need no damn job. I was just like, "Let me just come work at your store, man." So she opened up a, a one called Fly Chicks. So I would just go and work at the store. Like when I ain't have shit to do, I would just go pull up and like kind of promo for it and do those little Instagram posts and shit like that. So throughout the years, even with Mike and her, her she made her way from uh, the the fashion and styling future and becoming futures manager. So we just, I just seen her grow throughout the years, and we always just been locked in. Even with through Mike, Mike she got Mike his first like check like his first beat like yeah so eb has been like the 
the godmother of like a, a certain part of Atlanta rap. You know what I'm saying? She's always been like, in the cut. Like her business her, and her marketing and her creative mind is like, I don't know how people, she's one of those people that could do both. Like really, really, really good. Like yeah. how you some people are good at one. Nah, or the other. <laughs> like her creativity and then her marketing and her business. Like I never seen nobody work like that. And I said it might be some burglar shit. I don't know, but like her work ethic and her her like mind is like on a whole nother level. So we just been locked in forever, like forever, forever. And then she had future, and then she had Gunna, and and it's just like I seen. I was it's crazy because Gunna's when she she's like I I want another rapper. So she's like, I'm gonna fuck with this artist named Gunna. I'm like, he hard, you should do it. So she signed Gunna, and that was her first. And I'm, and that's kind of how I got to see, like, between her and Mike, the behind the scenes work in progress of how things go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so creating an album. album, and and she was gearing, getting Gunna ready for his first date, like his first tour date. So I was in the rehearsals and in the studio, they doing the shows and shit. I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. And and then shit now she's like fully has future fully has gunna we have flo millie so she's like flo millie shit yeah so <laughs> so she was like hey ash I'm, I'm starting this um i'm starting this this uh management uh agency and i want you to be a part of it and i'm like for real she's like yeah i want you to be our uh and our admin like you've been doing this shit you know what i'm saying yeah Forever, like I've been doing this shit for for Mike, and I never knew what it was, and I never got like a official like salary or a paycheck or even like a for real opportunity to really do do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just was kind of like in the shadows, like I never really got to like, all right, this is your job. You have to. Yeah, it, it has to be job. done by this date. You're just doing it because I'm your just man. doing it to my man. Like, <laughs> no, nah, it's like this is your job, and you have to do it by this date. So. She was like, look, man, I'm starting this collective of all women, and I want you to be a part of it. And I'm like, damn, Ed, for real? She's like, yeah, come on, let's get it. Like, now, and I'm like, damn, like, I, and it was crazy because once I found out what an A&R was through Mike, I would try to get jobs at labels, and niggas would tell me no. And I'm like, damn, this is the same motherfucker. I used to sit in your office, in your <laughs> face, and then it's like, nah, like, thank you, man, yeah, but... Yeah, uh, one of them. It was like I even I was at Rock Nation for like three weeks, and I'm like, when y'all gonna pay a nigga? They like, uh, I'm doing writing sessions for Beyonce and writing sessions for uh, Rihanna, and they yeah. like these is hard, but I'm like I'm not about to keep doing these sessions for free, bro. Yeah. So it's like I didn't feel like doing that, and I'm just like, all right, man. I kind of got discouraged at time at a couple at a time. I'm like, man, maybe this ain't for me, and I'm like, maybe I'm just supposed to fuck with the kids and do the dreamers thing. Yeah. And then she came in at the fourth quarter and was like, look. I got an opportunity. I really want you to be a part of it. I've seen you do it. I know your capabilities. I believe in you. Let's do it. And I'm like, damn, yeah, but I'm gonna be the head. I'm I'm the the one. I'm the head of anybody else that come in. Yeah, come on. I'm like, damn, all right. That's fire. Yeah. So now we over at Eleventh and Co. Um, we got Ebbs, the boss. We got Jenna. She does like all of our marketing. She's a CMO. We got uh, Zeta, she's our lawyer. We have um, Alex, she's our accountant. Um, we have Molo, um, Book by Molo. She does like a lot of marketing and like a lot of like strategy. Mind you, she has, she, mind you, she met, I met Molo the same time she met Molo at um, Drip Too Hard video shoot. <laughs> Molo is like a hustler, hustler, bro. She's from, I think she's from Houston, and she just, she can get any girls, all the girls for the videos. 
she's like a, a hustler, bro. She has a um. That's fine. She has like three clubs. <laughs> she has like three clubs and shit. Like, she's really like great with that type of shit. And then we also have um, Krishna, which is also Eb's best friend and does like all of our logistics and our like travel and touring and stuff like that. So. Man. Was when I uh, when I read the Billboard joint, I was just like, you know, I was just so happy to see you in there. You was uh, you was kind of dressed up. Yeah, I was like, ah! <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah we're gonna have Poochie style or something. Like, oh, uh, I, was just like, I was like, yo, man. Like, I was like, no, 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 I like, I, obviously, I know your mom's is proud of you. Every time I see her, you know what I'm saying? Your mom is the best, like, hands down. That's my um, thing. Yeah, shout out to her, because, shit, let me do my thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I obviously, always proud of you, man. But just as a as a fan of yours and as your people's, you know, I'm so proud of you, bro. Just, Thank you, man. Just, like, watching it, because, like I said in the very beginning, man, Columbus has tons of talented people, man. I mean, more than more people didn't realize like but going out and getting it and really making it happen and really staying focused on, on that dream and making it come true you know like you said a lot of niggas get discouraged a lot of niggas just realize like ah, i don't know nah. no i've been discouraged a couple times i came back home a couple times y'all ain't know i didn't <laughs> y'all ain't know i didn't sat my ass down for a month like damn what do i need to regroup so it's something it's like Nigga, what I do know about is Kroger's. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was so about that. I'm like, watch, he gonna, he gonna mention Kroger's, Roger. I'm telling you, he gonna talk about Kroger's. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Shit. No, no, no. We ain't gotta go yeah, through yeah, that Yeah, yeah, But I'm yeah. saying, yeah. Hey, don't piss the ass off. Don't piss me off. <laughs> That's Please. all I'm gonna say. Don't piss me off, but I don't care what kind of weapon you think you got. Hey, listen. It went, it went going down it like ain't going, Nah, it's not. It's not. And it won't. The fuck? Yeah, Take the, your ass home yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Rethink and, and rethink all this. Because you don't even want to do that, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was a funny moment, man. Me and Asha had some classic Some classic moments, times, for real. Uh, together, man. And I just want to thank you for your time. Man, thank you, bro. Um, you know, this has been a long time coming. I've been I feel like I'm on Drink Champs. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I, I wish I had some drink, nigga. We would be lit. Man. We in here a couple more hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, you know, uh, I've been trying to get at you. I know you just scheduled you. And I just happened to see her yesterday. Uh, yep. I'm like, come on, let's that. get it. And I said, tomorrow. Like, I ain't yep. playing. Yep. Like, yep. I said, yep. I'm going to keep it a fuck. I was supposed to pick one of my daughters up from school. I was like, I, I told her mom, like, nah. I need, I gotta get this, I gotta get the interview. <laughs> she only in town for yeah, a couple yeah, hours, yeah. bro. And she hit me with the last minute, like, hey, can you? I said, nah, I got uh-uh. something to do. <laughs> Love ya. Yeah, yeah, I'll pick them up Friday. Yep. That'd be all right. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> all right, man, it's your boy Chad Dave, Needle to the Groove. You know what it is, you know how I feel, man. DJ Ash, we out of here. Peace. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>